Hello, welcome back to another episode of But, but Sex. Sex. Uh, yeah, I'm here, Cody Shantz, your host. And I'm Pixie J. And, and this is the show where we talk about nothing but, but sex. sex. And I'm super excited to be back. We took a little bit, bit of, of a week off. A an extended break um, for the holiday season to spend with our families. Um, it was nice. It was very much needed. Like, it's, yeah. I didn't want to take a break. I felt like we were having a really good, like, flow. But, yeah, but it got way too crazy uh, and life busy. Yes. got in the way. How was your holidays? Um, my holidays were good. Christmas was just, you know, chill at home. Regular with, Christmas? Yeah, my immediate family. Nothing too exciting. Um, but... For New Year's, Ooh. I went and got married. Woo! So, <laughs> uh, that that day was a shit show. Was it, it? Oh. Well, yeah, because I had um my bachelorette party on Wednesday, which you had tagged along for yeah, towards the end so of the evening. So we got to we party really together at the end of the evening. This wine got. Hey, I was gone. Man. She was drunk. I was so drunk. So drunk. We got there at like what, ten o'clock or something like that. I was already drunk by the she time she was already got to the bar. so hammered by that time. It wasn't even late. And nobody let me buy my own drinks the entire night. Good. Everybody was buying me shots. Yep. Uh, the bartender did not let me pay for my drink. I like tried, and he refused. Uh, we got there so much, so like. It's and then like, I tried to pay for my own drink at boycott, and Jamie swooped in and said, uh-huh, "No, bitch." I don't think so. That's right. We went to boycott. We did go we to did boycott. Karaoke where too. I blew my voice out because I was so drunk. Oh, dude, she was killing it. You would have oh. thought it was her like debut like performance right there. She was <laughs> performing in front of thousands of people. She was given the performance of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up Thursday with a light cough, and I was like, you know what? I probably just smoked one too many cigarettes, being drunk as hell. Gave myself smokers along real quick. I should be fine by tomorrow. Two weeks later. It was indeed not fine by tomorrow. Nope. No, I woke up not. Friday sick as a dog. My nose was leaking. I was hacking up my left and right lung. Um, and so on New Year's Eve, I was sick as a dog for my wedding. And uh, my now husband also woke up sick on the morning of our wedding. Um, and then that was that a bad omen? That no respect. Yeah, <laughs> it was just one of those unfortunate timing things, you know. Um, and the real kicker is that the day before, so on Friday evening, I get a text message from the best man. Oh, that is that a good thing or bad thing? Uh, well, it was bad because oh. he told me he could not come because his work refused to give him the time off. For a wedding that For a wedding he's of in. his besties, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, fuck you work. I really don't care. That's like, what I'm I said. <laughs> well, I didn't actually say that, but it's a, when he was like, my work won't get to me off, I was like, well, your work can suck my nuts. Seriously. I, dude, it's one day and it's for, it's a big life event. It's a fucking right? wedding. It's, I feel like weddings and funerals should have like no questions asked. Yeah. And then um, the day of my, uh, she's like my little sister. She texted me. She got sick. So she did not make it, and she was supposed to be our, like, stand-in flower girl type situation. And then the photographer texted me two hours before we were supposed to meet up to take pictures to tell me that he was not going to make it either, because he was 
also under the weather. You did have backup though, because I saw some pigs. I did have backup, so my they dad. Good. Uh, they look good. My dad is awesome. He used to do like freelance photography in his spare time just for fun. So he his phone has like really good quality camera. So he made sure we got a bunch of group photos, and then um, my man of honor Trey, love him. He made sure that we got lots of good pictures of just me and Dorian, and they came out so beautifully. Um, and then the real kicker is one of my bridesmaids just didn't show up, no. and I no qu- no still text. have not heard from her. No, she just went MIA. Yeah, I also haven't reached out because I've been really mad about it, <laughs> and I didn't want to like say anything too uncouth. I wanted to like get not sick anymore and gather my thoughts and feelings, and then be able to write it down in like a coherent way that's not too shamey or yelly but just like a hey this really hurt my feelings i would have appreciated a heads up kind of thing but besides that the ceremony went fine it was really silly well but and that's the thing too is that like wait sorry before we get into that like we need to dive down because that's fucked up we're gonna talk about that that's (laughs) fucked up you cannot like Go and say, okay, I'm going. I'm going to be a part of this wedding. I'm going to like be as like you said, maid of honor. Right? My bride, one of my bridesmaids. bridesmaids. Okay, even still, like you had a very small wedding, so like it's all these tiny. people are like very important. Like they're yeah. very much needed. They were my closest friends and family that I invited. If some shit happened or went down, a text message. Please at just least, tell me. Still would have been shady. I would but... not have been upset if I had just received. A message saying, hey, sis, you know, I am so sorry, but I'm not going to be able to make it today. I wish you nothing but the best, and we'll catch up later. Boom, easy done. Because, like, when the best man texted me, he put, because he had known for, like, a minute that he wasn't going to be able to make it, and he was so nervous to tell me. He was so scared. He thought I was going to be so angry with him. I was like, I'm not angry with you. I'm angry with your job, but not at you. I do yeah, wish you, you had told me as that. soon as you found out, but I just appreciate you telling me, you know? So, I was sick. Half of my wedding party did not show up. <laughs> um, uh, but the ceremony itself was nice. It was really cute and silly. And my uncle was the officiant. And uh, we did the the princess bride, the mawage. Mawage oh. is what brings us together today. Um, I... It took, the ceremony itself took two minutes and 30 seconds. Can we pull up some pictures? Yeah, we can pull up some pictures for sure. Are they on your Instagram? They or? are on. I have a couple on my Instagram, yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me pull these up while we find them. No, because they looked super and cute. And then it and took I saw a whopping had, minute and a half um, to sign the papers, so. I saw that you had posted a like post about it. Mm-hmm. And it was saying, like, ceremony was only like two minutes long it was two and a half our ceremony was short i have a video of the entire ceremony that included my mom walking me down the aisle our vows and the ring exchange we did things a little out of order because we were chaotic and uh forgot to grab the rings when we were talking about putting rings on each other's fingers so we just did it at the end um but it's fine the order does not technically matter hold on let me pull them up (gasps) Oh, there's me and my lovely husband. Isn't it precious? I got that dress for $25 off of Shein. That included shipping. No, but it's Um, so cute. And that was just an outfit he had. Personality super well. I know. You really, you see every, this is one of my favorite pictures from that day. Just the way we're looking at each other is so sweet. 
Uh, well, congratulations with getting married. That's Thank super exciting. Looks look, great. Oh, look, the whole cute. wedding party. I know. I had a man of honor and a maid of honor. And God bless my maid of honor because I forgot about a bouquet. Like, my brain just did not think about it. So, she, this, this woman stopped at the dollar store, grabbed a bouquet, grabbed a fake bouquet, and had some gold ribbon lying around. So, she just wrapped it up. And it, it came out beautifully. It looks great. It looks stunning. And my hair, I did myself. I just curled it up a little and... Oh, it was so nice. Ten out of ten. That's so cute. So I'm married now. Hey. Uh, well, my personal holiday wasn't as exciting as yours. <laughs> A little not as... Okay, I would say actually we kind of evened out because... Oh, 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 excuse us. There's a phone call. Oh, Somebody forgot, I to, forgot silence to silence oh, my phone. Oh, my goodness. We're professionals. <laughs> um, <coughs> also, if I'm still hacking up a lung, it's because... Not everything has cleared out my system. I'm not contagious anymore, but it's just in there because I'm a heavy smoker. Watch tomorrow. I'm going to be dead. Don't smoke, kids. It's bad for your health. Um, no, my holiday was pretty good. Um, I would say about 50-50 because you ended up getting sick. Yeah. And I didn't end up getting sick, but I didn't really do anything too crazy. I finally got a job. I know. Like, Thank God. Finally got a job. I, I wanted to take the time off because, one, I needed it off. Like, yeah. I needed right. to find a new direction because I couldn't serve anymore. I was done. Like, I was over it. I was done with people. So I found a job where I'm not dealing with people anymore. I am by myself. I'm just chilling and pays pretty good. Like... I'm I'm very much happy with this situation. Good. I only have to work four days a week now, so it gives me plenty of time for us to. Unfortunately, we have to like switch the day that we record this, but mm-hmm. now we're going to have like a whole day. I'm going to have like specific time off to do these shows, and I'm super excited. Um, Christmas, I got a new camera, a new camera, so it looks so much better. better. It just looks. Listen, it it's cleaner. not like a Canon camera. It's not going to be the best quality, but it's doing the job. It's a small baby step, and any step is a good step, and at least it's a step forward, and In it's progress. In the correct direction, yes. and not backwards. Look how much better we seem to flow. It all looks smoother. Look at my sleeves. Beautiful. Oh, whoa. It's just good. Like I'm, It was a really good Christmas. I got to just hang out with my friends and family. My friend's family got us... My friends and I did a little, like, gift exchange. Aww. We all got, like, small little cute gifts. It was really fun. Cute. Give me one second. Before we jump into the topics, I have to let these animals in. They are going crazy going outside. Buck wild. So I will entertain the masses for a moment. Hi, Hold everyone. How are you? Um, I'm here. And, uh, yeah, uh, I didn't think I was getting any presents for Christmas. Um, but I did. My mom... Uh, a fantastic lady, and I love her so much. She got me some makeup palettes, and they bought uh, my husband a very expensive cologne <laughs> as a uh, Christmas slash wedding gift. Ooh! It's like a hundred and fifty dollars cologne. I got a nice yeah. cologne too, but I don't think it was one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, because I the second he opened it, I was like, I know exactly how much money that is, and y'all are insane. Dude, I started crying. 10 out of 10. What is this cat? <laughs> See, now I've let the animals in and pure chaos yeah, has... Be a problem. Okay, but let's get into it, man. I am super excited. Today we are talking about kinks. kinks. 
Oh. The kinks of the people, the evolution of the kinks, how they've come about, how COVID-19 has affected people's interests. Because yeah. being locked inside and being home it, alone it changes all day a person. definitely changes a person, being stuck Ooh. online. Um, to start it off, I think we start, what is a kink? So, a kink is basically... Like the definition. Yeah, so a kink is uh, simply just a slightly more unconventional... Uh, sexual preference, really. So it's it's outside of the realm of what would be considered, uh, you know, vanilla or basic or I don't like to say it's not normal, but it's outside of typical societal norms. Okay, so I guess then you would have to then just define a line of what you perceive as vanilla. Yeah, it is all. Because like, where does your vanilla line? Well, for end? for me, vanilla is like. I still think you're vanilla if the only thing you do is like is like spank a butt and maybe a little choking. Like, like, like that's still choke. like very yeah that is vanilla. Very... Like that's very basic. You've you like know. knocked on the door, but you haven't even like, you haven't opened inside. it. You haven't peeked. You haven't opened it. You haven't kicked it open, swung it open. None of that. So it. I mean, vanilla is basically based off of your personal definition of it. For like, so like for me, being had something about. Vanilla sex is, you know, maybe a little light spanking, maybe a maybe a grab at the throat just ever so slightly, you know, maybe you yeah. order them around just a little bit, nothing too crazy, um, but that's still very, you know, like down here, it's very basic situations still, and then once you start getting into, you know, the flogging, the degradation, the cucking, the... That's when it when it gets extra spicy. Spicy. Well, spicy. we're going to dive into the history of kinks here. We found a little fun little article, kind of like dives into like the leather and how that was kind of a really big pivotal turning point for kink for the kink in the, the gay queer community. community yeah. So it starts off here. It says kink has long been part of human sexuality. It's defined as an alternative sexual practice. What considers alternative changes over time and location from ancient Greek orgies to genital piercings in the Kama, Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra. People have always been interested in things that, that may not be marked as normal. And today. if you don't know what the Kama Sutra is, it is um, an Indian uh, h- historical uh, sex book. It's Ooh. full of various sexual, like all, any sex position that you can think of is in that book. Okay. It's just a whole book on various positions and how to spice things up. And it's uh, very much a spiritual type of book. It's, it's people that uh, use the Kama Sutra on a very regular basis tend to be very spiritual and they use sex as a way to connect to their spirituality. I want this book. It's it's quite fun. It sounds like an interesting time. It's like sounds all all like pictures, like hand drawn pictures of every position and what it is and what it's called and like the proper names and then even the more modernized versions of the Kama Sutra have like the modernized names that go with it as well. Oh. Yeah. Maybe we should do a whole episode on that. That would actually be really interesting. Yeah, stay tuned because that would be interesting. Um, positions and the Kama Sutra and. One kink-based subculture that has been influential throughout modern gay history is leather. Mm-hmm. Though to come from 
Though to come from post-World War II biker culture, the leather kink is characterized by leather clothing such as jackets, harness, harnesses, and boots. Gay leather bars emerged around the world from the mid-1950s onwards, and since then, leather has been a prominent kink community within the LGBTQ plus circles. You go to any gay bar nowadays, there are bound to be leather daddies. There's oh, bound everywhere. to be people in, just in the leather community that are there. I always like those one nights... And it's always random. It's not random for them, but like I don't know when it happens. But I just so show up, and there's just like a bunch of like leather a, people a there because of leather. Yeah. they're doing some like leather thing, uh, like a yeah. show or something. Yeah, at like a, a different place, and then they go there like after. I think they come to the rock after, right? Yeah, they they tend to uh, kind of swarm towards the rock. They like um, all come at the same time, and then it's just like when it's fun because then there's so many people there. It's like such a good time. But then yeah, you just walk in and you're like, well. Like, well, there's, there's a, a lot of, like, of half naked people here. Around, like, there's a lot of leather daddies there's running around. There's a lot of leather running around here. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's very. Um, but during uh, the AIDS epidemic in the 1980s, that's there was like this really heightened uh, stigma around sex, especially gay sex, because it people thought it was uh, like a gay disease. Like you could only get it if you're gay and having gay sex mm. right and it was used to shame and demoralize our people which is not cute don't do that mind your business um but uh that brought up a whole wave of activists and a lot of those aids activists were a part of the leather communities and so they wanted to make sure that sexual liberation was a right and not just a privilege, you know? Because, I mean, it is, mm-hmm. right? And um, some of the predominant figures in the kink communities were really big AIDS activists. So um, there's a man named Alan Selby from the UK who was said to have introduced uh, a rubber scene into London, and he helped create one of the very first versions of the gay men's hanky code which we touched briefly on a different episode which i think is really interesting too to kind of show like this is all kind of happening at the same time like these people like this is laying the foundation to then like put us where Where we are now and like the whole like gay culture is now like the whole gay sex culture is now and he helped raise over one million dollars for the aids emergency fund so it's like these people are all major. They're big they're really they're it's more than just you know aesthetic purposes and sexual purposes. It's a lot of uh, people in kink communities. Uh, they really are activists for safe sex, healthy sex, sexual education, um, raising money and awareness for things like HIV and AIDS and trans youth. So it's it's like a it's like a whole thing. It's a whole community. These people are really interesting. Cynthia Slater was an activist and professional dominatrix who campaigned for an importance for the importance of a kink-friendly, safer sex education. She ad- advocated for SM sadism, mas- masochism, masochism. I had no, it earlier. S and M. S and M. The 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 SM in BDSM. Safely, as well as AIDS education, delivered safer sex workshops in bathhouses and BDSM clubs, and created the first woman women's HIV AIDS information switchboard. Which is super important because, uh, like, 
I mentioned uh, just a second ago, um, a lot of people thought that AIDS and HIV was just for gay people. Like, they thought you could only catch it if you're gay. And that's not so true. Right, exactly. That is not true at all. Was it more predominant in the gay community? Yeah, yes. it was. Uh, which is what created that stigma around it being the gay disease. But you don't have to be gay to catch it. You, you can be your as straight as they come. I promise you, these it. diseases, they're not... They don't discriminate. Yeah, they're not discriminatory. <laughs> they don't care. They will get you. That they won't. So safety is so important. <laughs> Today, though, gay leather bars and fetish clubs remain a place for LGBTQ plus individuals to express their sexuality with like-minded peers and the peers and the internet, though through chat rooms, forums, community groups, etc., has become another way for kink communities to stay connected and pass on their knowledge. Kink is every present in queer art as well. Here's ever present in queer art as well. Local trans feminist DIY press Easter Road Press recently published and quickly sold out of a trans kink sign that celebrated kinky trans joy. Which is super cool, by the way. And, you know, there's, I feel like, a lot of questions still about sex and kink and uh, topics that, you know, people may feel like they're being judged on. And part of what a lot of these activists do and a lot of these, um, you know, kink positive uh websites for learning and stuff want to do is destigmatize that and get it to be a more normal conversation because a lot of people think that kink is shameful because a lot of people still have that idea that sex is only used for procreation when it's totally not (laughs) that is uh, you know something that can and does happen uh, but Sadly. sex should not only be used for that. And that's something I've very much always been an advocate of is sex should be used for pleasure and sex needs to be taught in a way that lets you know that it is for pleasure and that babies can also happen. <laughs> so then I guess like <coughs> when de- diving into these and like, mm-hmm. all right, so this is where like kind of these foundations, this is where the foundations have been created. Where do these sexual fetishes come from now? And so that's kind of where also like that's kind of my question with everything is like where the fuck do we come from like why are we where here? Did it come from but yeah like it's how did it change from i guess a back in the day to like to yeah this is just a procreational thing to people now have these specific special things that they prefer and like that are specific to this specific special person yeah so like where do these sexual fetishes come from it's it's really hard to pinpoint the start of kink because as far back as the romans and the the greeks and those and all those empires the greeks were having or they were just everybody was just fucking each other wasn't it too like the romans like they believe like having like gay sex was like masculine yeah and it just showed too like how yeah strong like oh look were. i'm a soldier look at me fucking like, this other soldier we're like how big strong he is. big boys yeah basically so it's really hard to pinpoint Honestly, like where yeah. everything started because you can trace it back hundreds of thousands of years. like the comic sutra is so old i need to say this because also one thing i've always thought though too and said is like 
It is so much harder to have gay sex than it is straight sex. Like, Dude, you're dealing seriously. with a whole other like grown man, like not just like a petite little woman. Even when you're like, a lesbian, it's like, especially me being a, a plus sized individual, my tum tum gets in the way. My thighs get in the way. It is really hard to scissor <laughs> as a fat lesbian. Let me tell you something. I feel like I can't, I feel like whoever is the, if they're smaller than me, I feel like they have to be on top because I feel like I just can't move my fupa out of the way enough that's, to get it to work properly. Oh, that's one of my insecurities as well. I hate when I'm on top because I'm like, I... I don't mind being on top. I love being on top. But I'm if it's like if I'm trying to scissor a very fine lady and I'm constantly having to like move shit around and like reposition every two seconds, it it's gets to a point where it stops being super enjoyable because you're just now focused on your position yeah, and how to get into it. Yeah, you're focused on everything else, and it's now focused on the and actual sensation of yeah. what's supposed to ha- be happening. Yeah. Oh, that's one. Man, what about when, like, your insecurities kick in, like, during sex? I hate it. I'm then, like, I'm trying to feel sexy, and, you know, depending on who it is, maybe I'm wanting to feel a bit more loved and pretty and... It's hard to do that when all of a sudden your brain goes, you are a fat, ugly piece of shit. (laughs) And you shouldn't be trying to scissor this bitch right now. (laughs) That's one of my hard things is because I used to be like very overweight and then I lost a bunch of weight. But I still have that issue where I see myself the same way as when I was like overweight. And so then that gets in the way because now I'm all naked and stuff and my I hate one of the worst things I hate is when like you're having sex from the side and I'm laying on the side and I can just see my stomach like like, like a flopping over and you're like, oh, don't whale, you're just, like, like don't I'm trying to like, like hold it together right you know, like someone gets like stomach slash in a movie and they're like no. like they're holding this that's yeah. me like trying that's to push everything to, together to cradle your fat and push it off I have side. like my abs are like burning because I'm trying to like tighten everything and it's not bad like I look like a normal person like and yeah. that's what sucks too it's like I know that like these are just my insecurities like they're mm-hmm. not actually real like I obviously see them because like they're my issues but it still gets to me man and then now yeah. I'm just like ew I'm a fat blob how are you having sex with me right now well here's the thing some people are really into that some people like that's true. Like they they that's a prefer kink. plus size bodies. That is a kink, and it is a kink, and it starts to tiptoe borderline on fetish. Well, so I was just about to ask, what's the difference between kinks versus fetishes? Yeah, so kinks are there's a difference. Yeah, so yeah, kinks are more of just like basic preferences, right? So being choked, being slapped, me like those are that's a kink. A fetish is when you get really into the nitty gritty. So like feet liking feet isn't a kink because it's not like a physical i i like to kind of compare it as like the kink is like the physical okay. more the more physical part of it whereas the fetish is more in in the brain well, you, they are called, it is called a foot fetish it's a foot fetish not a foot kink but the act of a foot job is a kink if that makes sense they, they do go hand in hand but there is still a very well, thin line when it comes to fetishes because there are certain things that maybe shouldn't be fetishized that are are kink it's like the ideas 
two more things because like I know people have like daddy kinks, you know. Yeah. And like mommy kinks. Yeah. And it's not like they actually want to have sex with their mom or dad. Yeah. They just want that like ideal of a. So a kink is more of a preference. A fetish is more of a need. Like a fetish, you need that to get off. A kink is just okay. something that you like to add in to spice things up. Okay. So if somebody has a foot fetish, they cannot get off unless something happens with feet. Okay. Okay. Wow. I, so we were doing a little digging and one thing we did bring up because I, we were talking and we're kind of like chit-chatting, putting this episode together. It kind of was like, okay, well, as we know, being in the pandemic and being stuck inside for almost for a whole like year, being isolated from everyone that fucked with your brain. Mentally. And we as human beings have needs and obviously a lot of people turn towards porn and turns towards like that. Yeah, online... Cyber sex. sex. Sexting. Because what else are you supposed to do? You couldn't go ho- actually physically hook up with your sneaky link because no. it was dangerous. I mean, some people time. were still doing it, but... I mean, some people still were, for sure. Um, some people were like, I don't care. I gotta get my rocks off, you know? Um, not safe. But it, it really did change how... Uh, what people got into. Did. Because before that, it was like... You know, the, the things you would typically think of, like the, the, the BDSM and the sensory play and the foot fetish. And... Well, so we went and we looked and we found the top 10 kinks from 2019, 2020, from during pandemic. And 2022. And then 2022 after, like how we've changed after. Mm-hmm. So going through this list, we're starting from like least to worst. In 2019, the number 10 fetish or kink was fetish objects so an inanimate object so for a lot of people that has to do with like high heels or it can do with an article of clothing like fish like lingerie pop tops lingerie a pillow glasses like just something uh inanimate that can't physically do anything to you but it does something for you okay number nine was non-human entities furries so like furries furries Bronies. I know. I know. <laughs> Wasn't like 2019 when, like 2017, 20, like when the bronies kind of started popping off? 20, I remember bronies popping up throughout like high school, like when I was in high school. Shit was weird, man. Number eight, sex with other people. Yeah, threesomes, cucking. Because that was when we could. Four we weren't worried about worrying anything. Number seven, anal play. Put it in the booty. Man, just have gay sex. Just put it in your gay friend's butthole. You guys will both enjoy it a lot more than <laughs> fucking Britney would. She doesn't want it. Uh, listen, for She also me, doesn't know how to clean her fucking asshole, so you're going to get doo on the dick versus little gay Tyler down the street who's fucking bleached, shaving, and fucking washed out. his he ass. He went and got and a colonic beforehand. Literally <laughs> has not ate anything but, like, water and fucking a air. A piece of lettuce. And, like, maybe a smoothie. One almond. Juice. One for the almond. last two days. But, no, so for when it comes to booty stuff, I'm like, eat my booty, for sure. Just get in there and nom, nom, nom. Um, a finger is fine. Anything else? I Absolutely not. I don't think so. Oh, but a whole penis up there. A whole pine. A whole pine. A whole pine. I was trying to remember how... Um, Jess and New Girl said it. Pierness. Pierness. 
All right, number six. Hold on, waiting for it to load. Restraint play. Handcuffs, rope, being tied up. Uh, I, shibari. I have never actually done any restraint play, but I've no. always wanted to. Yeah, I've, I've like, um, had the partner. Yeah, I've I've been handcuffed. I have not been uh, like roped or hog tied or anything, but I have partaken in shibari. Uh, I actually did a photo shoot. Uh, not too terrible long ago, a good chunk of months or so ago, where my friend dabbles in shibari, and he had a photographer friend, so he put a shibari harness on me, got my my hands, my legs. He did a, a mermaid knotting, which is where you basically tie your legs together to make it look like a mermaid tail. It was very fun okay. and kind of therapeutic, which we'll get into as well. Number five, voyeurism, exhibitionism. Do you know what those are? Yeah, it's like having sex like I said like, in public. Yeah, it's like public wanting family. to be like naked. One of them is uh, liking Nudism? is liking to watch other people. Like you get your rocks off off of watching other people have relations. So like your peeping toms, really. It's like without them knowing though. Okay. So it's it's kind of. Mm, it can get into a bit of a gray area, which is why consent is so important when it comes to kink. Um, and then the other one is just when you like other people to watch, or specifically in public. Well, so that's what I've like kind of seen, like the hashtag exhibitionism and stuff, when like people are like having sex outside, yeah, or like they're in like a public place, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm on the bus, in the back together. of a taxi, in an Uber, and you know, the dressing room at the Target, so, yeah. bathrooms at you know, a restaurant, stuff like that. But you have to be, listen, that is illegal. You, if you are caught, you can and likely will be arrested and have to register as a sex offender. So please, if that is something you're into, be so fucking safe. Scary. Try not to get caught. And I mean, if that's what you're into, you know, you can't really do anything much about it, but don't be dumb. I get it. Use your brain. <laughs> it's the risk of like getting caught. Yes. It's, it's that there's a fear, that danger in it. That's just whew, a lot. A lot of uh, kink has to do with some type of a danger element. And that's where that one comes in. Is like, mm-hmm. yeah, you want the like risk of being caught and like, oh my god, anybody could turn the corner. It's like, it's oh what, my god, that's so naughty. You know. It's um, very taboo. It's taboo. That's why people are into this. Taboo. It's so funny, though, because it's one of those kinks that gets displayed so publicly in, like, movies and media. And, like, it's everywhere. Like, it's such a thing of, like, oh, yeah, people having sex in the library. People having sex in the bathroom. People having sex in the club. Like, And there's other ways of, that people do exhibitionism without others realizing. Like, you know those videos of those uh, people who go out with their partners with the, in like, the, 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 the vibrator. Phone. And then they have a remote and they go out in public and just... Yep. That's that's the super sneaky way to do it. Number four, psychological play. D- that's your domination, your submission, oh, okay. your punishment, your humiliation, your degradation, your, your you know, dirty talk. Those are like, send me money, you filthy fucking pig. Yeah, like... Smell my boot. Like, like you're a dirty little whore who's a... Who's a bad little slut? Like that's that's what that is, mm. and that can also go into praise as well. Praise King, oh, you're such a good girl. I think I have. A you're doing king. such a good job. I love being. What's the thing? When it comes to ladies, I uh, like to be in charge. 
more often than I like to be not in charge, right? So for me, having some relations with a very fine lady, just being like, being such a good girl for daddy is so hot. Because I'm not a man, but I'm daddy for sure. See, I'm the opposite as where it's like, I constantly have control in my life at all times, and I'm making decisions and having to like do everything for myself. So in a sexual experience, I don't want to have any control, and I want to have no decision making, and I just want to be like thrown around and like. I feel similar about when it until, comes. Like I have to go back to reality and then have to fucking take my life over again and then worry about the seven thousand bajillion things I have to worry about. I feel similar, but about uh, being degraded. I'm like I feel like life degrades me on a daily basis. I don't need you to do that to me in bed. <laughs> However. I did find, after um, <clears throat> visiting a BDSM dungeon, um, that I'm kind of okay with it if it's hidden in the form of a praise. What do you mean? Do explain. So being like, so being like, mm, you're a dirty little slut, aren't you, princess? Such a good girl. Like j- just like oh, hiding like the top. degradation yeah. inside of a praise is like. Oh, okay. oh lord yeah because they're cause holding you, you, you up to break you down they, to build you back up again well yeah they kind of beat you down a little bit and then hike you back up and it's like oh, oh. <laughs> what did i just experience i'm like oh i'm tingly <laughs> all right we're gonna get through this we're already almost like 40 minutes in the show Ooh, number shit. three role playing Numb. super self-explanatory yeah. nurse ups number two impact sensation play i love sensation play oh like tickling, people get off on tickling. Some people are really turned on by that. I like the the. I like to be blindfolded, so I like to have one of my senses be just cut off, because then I don't know where they're at in like on my body. I've never done that either. And it like sends chills down my spine. And then number one was feet. Feet. Feet was number one in 2019. It's so popular, like across the board. Feet will always almost almost always come out towards the number one slot or at least in the top slots as we go into 2022 we found an article that they luckily had done a survey on like an app or something something like kinked and kinked 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 app they had like over 3,000 users take this survey of what is your most practiced kink during COVID-19 lockdown and so this is where things really change, and this is where you realize that people are stuck inside online. So everything is gearing towards online. Mm-hmm. Because as number one was in the previous one was feet, number one here in 2020 is virtual sex. Like cyber sex, sex. Everybody is moved videos, to... Like, think about it too, even like VR, like VR porn VR is porn, becoming such an important thing. Didn't, where, didn't VR porn kind of skyrocket a little during COVID? Oh, I 100%. Think, I would think so. I think everybody too then, they were getting the... Um, Pornhub was busy. Their servers were very busy during the lockdown. I know I helped with that for sure. Well, everyone had just like the Oculus and stuff like that. They had mm-hmm. the headsets. So then, yeah, they were getting into that because that puts you like... It's right, as if you are the person, it's, and you're just it's, like, it's oh, an yeah. POV. Yeah, it's a POV. And so when it you put it into that, you know, 3D setting, it's like it's actually happening. 
to you. Yes. So then people just get off on that. Because then it, it could tricks your brain, you know. Then and you start thinking, feeling some yeah. other stuff. And then you use your, like, toys and all your outside stuff. And then, boom, you use a little, like, pocket pussy on top of the VR. You ain't no difference. Bam, you're fucking a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I find it very interesting here that foot fetish, where it was number one in 2019. Hold on, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't pass by these other ones. <laughs> So, number one in 2020 was virtual sex. Mm-hmm. Number two was Dom Sub. I like how that one kind of stayed number two. It kind of stayed it's, number two. It It's one of those, you It's know, a good one. Like, people yeah. love it. And it's still easy to do over text and online. It's a very... That true. Yeah, that's, I think, That's too, why it stayed up so high. Because it's easy to tie into that virtual. There are so many Twitter pages of, like, Dom dumb people of like twitters and they just literally interact with their fans on twitter and they just Mm -hmm. send out tweets and people are like just going off on these tweets yeah and i feel like i feel like the first this top three here all kind of tie back into each other because our number three is uh orgasm control which obviously you're stuck inside all day you want to make sure you can jerk off for as long as possible right so and that definitely ties in to that dom sub and can again very easily be done over video Oh, well, yeah, that's just you watching, like, an edging video and, like, edging yourself for a couple of days. Pretty much. <laughs> You're like, hmm, I'm stuck inside for Yeah, or, or a dom days. sometimes will tell the sub that they're not allowed until they say so. And that's a form of orgasm control that you can do over the phone. Number four was bondage. I don't, how do you bondage yourself? <laughs> you just handcuffing yourself? Well, I still think people, people are still looking this up and watching it. Yeah. Online. Yeah. Like, they're still looking at bondage porn. Yeah, for sure. Number four, five, anal play. That you can do yourself. You just pop a butt pug back there and call it a day. Six, age play. Which, I don't know. I think here's it's the thing. weird. I think if, it's weird. Why do you want to be a child? I think, okay, here's, here's, here's Why my whole... Why do you want whole, to sexualize children activities? That's what's happening here. So, because if then, it's age play in the opposite direction, because some people do like to pretend to be, like, like dirty old men. You That's know, weird. I'm sorry. like they like to put themselves in that position of like being older, more mature and putting themselves in the mindset of, oh, I'm having sex with somebody uh, who's a bit younger than me. The only one that I have when it seen starts getting into children, babies, that, that's a very thin line that you're treading. And then, well, yes, it is technically between two consenting adults. You're essentially fetishizing kids. Well, and then that's the thing that kind of like gets me is because yeah, you it's like the diaper play, it's like the binkies and stuff like that. So then in my mind, my head starts thinking like, well, then when you are like around somebody who's got kids and you're around their house and you see all these like regular like, if you see like their binky or their diaper, are you gonna start like getting all horny and shit like around these like kids? That's, like, is that that's, that's where that weird. line is so thin and it it. <clears throat> And a lot of the times people who do age play, it, it typically ties back into trauma, which we will also speak about in just a couple minutes here. But it, it, it's a very thin line that you have to be very, very careful with. It's weird. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Number seven, foot fetish. It jumped from number one to seven. Seven, which is insane because it's usually... Uh, pretty consistently, foot fetishes have always been in at least the top three across the board for many, many years. Number so for it to jump all the way down like that is an, is interesting to me, for okay. sure. Number eight, role play. Which, again, very basic, simple, if you ask me. 
Number nine, voyagism. Voyeurism, watching voyeurism. other people. Mm-hmm. Voyeurism. They're like taking a boat. <laughs> We're going on a voyage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, y'all, let's go on an adventure. S and M. Yeah, S and M. Sadism, masochism. Do you know what those are? Nine. No. Okay, so when you are a uh, sadist, it means you like to inflict pain onto others. And when you're a masochist, you like to receive, be on the receiving end of that pain. So that's when that impact, play that spanking, that flogging, that nails comes in, that pain aspect. One of them you just like doing, giving the pain, and the other one you like getting the pain. Me, personally, I don't... I'm like, yeah, light spanking on the booting, I'm cool with that. I'm very... I like doing, like, most things, like, in at least, like, a small aspect Mm -hmm. of such. But honestly, like, sometimes, like, I see some of these videos, I'm like, okay, I I get it. I get... understand why people like them. But I'm like, holy fuck, you slapped the shit out of my back with a leather fucking strap. I'm gonna turn around and beat the shit out of you. Like, that shit hurts. (laughs) Like, that's the point i know i get that and so i'm like some people like that but fuck you i'm like ow i don't no, i don't no like one. to be like super like boop, 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 boop. but like you know if you got a little paddle and you just want to just a couple like, of nice taps on the ass yeah, give me, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah a couple taps on the ass with a paddle or like your hand or whatever that's cool or like yeah even if you want to give me a couple scratches but no i see some people who get fucking like well they're like bleeding and they're shit like bleeding and, and like, they're Whoa. into it and i'm like that's scary hmm. ow that's, that's when you, when having uh, uh, talks beforehand and consent come it really comes into play because you it is a there is a very thin line that you tread, especially with impact play like that during BDSM where it can get uh, kinks can get physically dangerous. See, I I'm just I'm the type too where I just can't I like even if I don't get like opened up enough and it like hurts going in I'm like wait ow you're like hold hurt. up. Like, give me and a minute other people now. Now we're going to wait five that. minutes. Yeah, and other people want that. They want it to hurt. If it hurts, I'm like, I need, like, a five-minute interlude. i got to calm down. I need my butthole to go back to normal, and then we can try again. And we can try again in a Which, few usually, minutes. that's how it works. It's, like, the first time it hurts, like, crazy. I'm like, wait! Hold on. And then once that pain goes away, then it's, like, easy, smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. Fun time for everybody. Number 11, golden showers. Yeah, pee-pee. Pee-play. Pee-play. Pee-play is pretty normal. So, for me... I will pay on somebody if they want. If they are into. If you pay, me, hey, listen. If you pay me enough money for a video of me taking a piss in like the shower, I'll do it. If I am like interested in someone and they have a pee kink, I will gladly like participate. Oh, as in, God. like I would pee on like my significant other. I would pee on like someone that I'm interested in, and they like that kink, like in the shower. I'm like, you ain't doing it in my fucking bed. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna going go in the go shower into first, the tub and I will so it can pee be immediately rinsed tub. off. Yes, like no mess. No, you're not messing up any of my shit. But um, I would be down to like do it to somebody, do it to like the person I'm with. But like, no, don't pee on. Don't. I don't need. I don't. I don't I, need any of that. Like, but I will gladly do it to you. I don't think I could. If you want, I don't think I got like a video or whatever to send to like a personal sub who's paying me money. Sure, I can send you a little video of me taking a little tinkle. If you ask me to pee on your chest, pee in your mouth, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing no. it. I'm sorry, I can't. I would feel just personally icked out by it. I, because I mean, they say that you're in a sterile, but it's not. That's a lie. 
See, I, I know I wouldn't do. I would no, not on me. But like, yeah, if you want me to pee on you, fuck it, I'll do it. As long as you're in the shower, as long yeah. as like it's running too. Like, I don't know if you're running then, but I'm like, we turn that shit right off. On you clean yourself and then we'll yeah. go back at it however you want. What was it? Number twelve. Twelve. Impact play. Spinking, slapping, Ooh. smacking. So then, isn't that the same as? No, they tend to go hand in hand. Okay. Because when it comes to impact play, it's really that that hitting. Part where sadism and masochism can get into stuff like the more dangerous forms of play, like knife. Okay. Which is... thing like candles, too. Candles, yeah. Okay. Number 13, exhibitionism, outdoor sex. Which I get. That's like, yeah, no, nobody's going outside. Nobody's going nobody's outside, so might as well. <laughs> Number 14, pet play. I'm assuming that's your that's um, your pups, pups and your furries and, and yeah. Number fourteen, rubber, lax, or leather. Yep, latex. Latex. I pretty self-explanatory, I'd say. It's it's sweaty. It's I hot. am intrigued. I don't have any interest myself because I do have claustrophobia and it freaks me the fuck out. How tight. But those the people who skin. do the like yeah latex the suits and like the whole face yeah. cover and everything. The gimp like, suits. I'm is what very it's intrigued. I'm like very like good for you. Like I'm impressed that you totally. can do that. But I feel like I would instantly have a fucking panic attack. Did you know that in order? I want to know what it feels like. Maybe I would put like an arm. Can I in, put, put in like order, an arm in something? In order to get into a proper skin tight latex suit you need to literally douse yourself in lube like you can't get it on unless you are swimming in lubricant so you need like a bunch of baby powder uh baby powder uh eh, sometimes um but it's like you have to have some type of a slide or a grip which is why some people prefer baby powder and some people prefer lube huh because the baby powder helps it to grip, but then the lube helps it slide right slide in. Slide right on in. See, and that would freak me out too, because like, what if I'm like trying to get out and then like I'm stuck for some reason, or it's like hard? That's I'm why most freak people. Out. That's why most freak people do out. prefer lube because it, you know, when when it's pressed that tightly against your skin, it's not really gonna absorb too much into the skin, and a lot of it will still be left on that latex, so it can very easily just come off. Sloop. But that's a lot of mess Sloop to clean up. I'll take a PVC. <laughs> like, a, like a fake leather or a fake latex rubber because uh, it's easier to get in and out of and the inside is usually lined with something. I feel like that should be more common too because people have like the latex allergy. Yeah. Number 15 is uniforms. I mean, in uniform, people like, Everybody loves people like somebody in, uniform. in, in uniform. Cops, fire, I, firefighters, very popular. I like a good firefighter. I like a good man in a suit. What about what about a mailman? <laughs> no, the milkman. No, the milkman. No, the milkman. The milkman can get it. Milkman can get it. Yeah, a man in a suit, a nice button-down tie, look oh, a like nice a dress man. up man. Businessman. That's good. Um, God love them janitors. I know. God, I love a good janitor. Lunch lady. Oh. Mm, yeah. uh. <laughs> Uh, number 16, group sex. Which, Still coming out the bottom is pretty, you know, I, yeah, it checks out. And then last is swinging. Swinging, which well, yeah. goes into that group sex. Can't dynamic. be doing shit on COVID-19. It's dangerous. It was a dangerous place. 
So that's where we're at 2020. So yeah. now we fast forward to like, we have lived through that. Oh, I have hair stuff today. We've lived, uh-oh. Oh, We've lived through that. It's like, you know, it's it's been a few years. We've, we learned how to, we, we developed all the vaccines and We've boosters. into our new Most normal. people have gotten COVID at some point or another. Um... So it, it's been a good for years, and we've managed to kind of learn how to navigate it a bit easier. And so with that comes back other types of uh, kink and fetishes that uh, when maybe they were down towards the bottom during COVID are now back up towards the top. Here, sorry, this fucking... So we found a really good article, and it's got so much information on so it. Much. But the thing is, is there's so much information, it's hard to find what you need. I should have maybe done a little better job. Kinks, fetishes. Oh, here's the most. The world's most common. No, we're kind of looking for just us. Yeah. Come on. Zoom, 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 Most common. Here we go. Most common fetishes in the USA. So Alabama... Yoni egg. Do you know what that is? No. What? It is, so, <laughs> Alabama, y'all are weird. Uh, not to kink shame or anything, listen, everybody's got their thing. If that's what you're into, that is what you're into as long as you are practicing safety and consent first and foremost. You you do you, whatever. Um, but basically, the yoni egg is, uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like an egg that you plop up inside of you. And then you can, like, birth it, basically. The fuck? It, it very much ties into the yoni egg. Uh, like anal beads? Kind of. But for your... your, your for, for your cooter. For your cooch. I mean, I guess you could also put it up your butt. All right, so we do have 50 of these, so we're going to rapid fire these. Rapid fire. Look. So we got Alabama, Yoni Egg, Alaska, Fisting, Fisting, Arizona, Latex. Which is weird because it's hot shit here. Oh, they're sweating. Arkansas, Voyeurism. California, Wax Play. That makes sense. Colorado. Masochism. Also checks. And then right next to it, Connecticut, Sadism. Mm -hmm. Delaware, Group Sex. District of Columbia. Masochism. Masochism. Florida, piercings. Georgia's hair fetish. Hawaii, masochism. Idaho. Erotic electrostimulation. Shocks. Getting shocked. Oh. Yeah, with, the, with, the, with, the, with those wand things. The fuck? Yeah. I mean, respect. Respect. I get it. You're horny. It's just like... It's a type of sensory. like, send through your yeah. penis? Yeah, you feel, you feel the jolt, Ooh. for sure. Illinois, like role tingly. play. Uh, armpits yeah. in Indiana. Armpits. <laughs> Iowa's group sex. Kansas is sports, sports gear. gear. Oh, they so like they a like, they like a man in a football uniform. Dude, I've seen those. I've seen a lot of like videos too, where like people will wear like pads and shit while they're like masturbating and uh -huh. stuff, and like people get off on that shit. Uh -huh. Kentucky scene play. Scene play. No. Louisiana sadism. Maine BDSM respect. Maryland masochism. Massachusetts nylons. Pantyhose. Oh. Pantyhose and tights and stockings. Interesting. Yeah. Michigan humiliation. Minnesota edge play. Mississippi sports gear. Again. Missouri used panties. Oh. Um. So we need to start making friends in Missouri and start selling them our used underwear for some extra cash. Yeah. That's where we need to be sure. advertising our used underwear. 
Honestly, this is actually good information for if you're trying to target your specific sexual content on Twitter because you can target it location-based. You can send your ads via location. So let's say you're trying to get some extra money from used underwear and that's what your whole Twitter page is. You need to start advertising your... To to Missouri. Yeah, pages to Missouri because apparently these people want them underwear. They want it. This is good. Montana sadism. Nebraska group sex. Nevada armpits. Weirdos. New Hampshire, sounding. Do you know what that is? No. It's putting stuff up your peepee hole. <gasps> yeah. I've seen that. It, it like like the catheters. Stop. And <clears throat> they have like rods. They're, no. they're called rods. And, yeah. Every once in a while. Like, you see one guide one screwdriver? Listen. What? <laughs> I actually have seen that. No. Oh, no. Wait, this is great. <laughs> is it the paint? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no. So, like... Guys can understand this. Like you, it is most common. You ever once in a while, like if you're like just trying to pee or something, and then like your little pee hole gets like dragged by your pants or something, and it gets pulled apart, and that shit hurts. Or like if something like touches the inside, that it's it's, it's a weird sensation. Like, yeah. I don't understand how like Some I've seen those videos. Like, yeah, people off. will put like fucking steel rods just down their rods, little pee hole, yeah. and that shit hurts. That's no. It's safest to do it with ones that have a bit more flex. To it, the 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 metal ones and stuff are more for the the this very advanced sounders. No, 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 of the no, world. no, 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 no. New Jersey group sex. New Mexico chastity belts. Oh, fucking weirdos. <laughs> New York leather. That checks. North Carolina suits. Ooh, that's where I need to be. North Dakota cuck holding. Cucking. Weirdos. Uh, Ohio uniforms. You know David Dobrik is into cucking. <gasps> that. He yeah, likes that to watch. Sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> Why do you know that? I just follow everything. Oh, okay. I know everything. Oklahoma, impact play. Uh, Oregon, again, with the used panties. Woo! Pennsylvania, balloons. That so, one is, is interesting that to me. like the latex? or that, like It, what, it, it, it goes into that latex. No, it goes into that latex thing. For some people, it's the feeling of the balloon. For some people, it's the sound. My mom is deathly afraid of balloons. Like, she hates them. We were never allowed to have balloons as a kid because she was crazy. terrified but of But there them. are people that when they, they're using balloons sometimes, they'll, uh, like, blow them up just enough to where they can then mold it around and use it as, like, a pocket pussy type situation. I'm kind of curious now. Yeah. A lot of it has it. to do with the feel and the sound of the balloons. So you, like, blow it up, put it around the penis, and then, like, let the air out, and then it, like... Kind you of. Know the, so, like, you know the trick where you get the balloon and you, like, suction it around and then you have, like, the balloon phone case? That's exactly what's Is happening. Is that, like, what you're That's doing? That's kind of what's happening, yeah. Okay. Weird. For some people that are into it. Some people just get off on the sound of it. I don't know. I don't like the sound of, like, rubbing a balloon. I'm like, oh! It's not good. <laughs> Rhode Island is foot fetish. South Carolina, dominance. South Dakota, masochism. Tennessee, suits. Texas, whipping. What is that? So much sense. Dude, they're trying to kill it. All the cowboys. Everything's bigger and better than Yeah. Utah is voyeurism. Vermont is edging. Virginia is balloons. Washington is gagging. Ooh. I like to gag. I like to choke. West Virginia, BDSM. Wisconsin sports gear. And Wyoming bondage. I'm surprised that um, water sports is not on there. I thought there definitely would have been a state where they're like, yeah, pee on me. <laughs> Okay, so as we can see here, in 2020, that's what they had it. What are the most common? We got to find that too. Fetish is most popular. So in 2022, 
We did kind of go off. Yeah. Feet has made it back. Feet has always been towards that higher Wait, what slot. What is this? I think this is a. Oh yeah, just, it is feet. Well, technically. Yeah. yeah, feet and feet related stuff. It's it's very common, and that has to you know sometimes that can be the feet themselves. Sometimes it's specifically toes. Sometimes it can be like shoes, like high heels or boots. Sometimes it's mm. specifically feet in like a fishnet stocking or a pantyhose. I just think it's really interesting to see how all these things have changed because of how we are, how our lives and how we have to adapt. Mm -hmm. Like it changes kind of even all these like mm -hmm. sexual, like personal things into our lives. And what's very interesting is that certain fetishes and kinks can be genetic. So if Isn't that weird to think? if one Whatever of your parents you're into, your mom's say has a foot fetish, it's likely that you might too. And so like I actually had a conversation with my parents one time and I learned something about my mother that I was not expecting, but then I thought about it, I was like, wait, I'm into that too. That checks. So boom, it makes sense. So boom, it makes sense. Speaking yeah. of, what are you into? Cody, what do you so like? My personal kink. What's like your number one? Well, so I like to... Uh, my number one, I would have to say... Well, I think it's on there. I think gagging. Gagging? One. one, because like... As you Andrew, like that? As Andrew Tate likes to say, I like to suck a little bit of that. Have you seen that video? I like to show that because that's just funny. Is when somebody had like cut it up, they like suck a little bit of that. So I like to do that, and I like to like deep throw and do the gagging. So you like to be stuff. the one. Oh, yeah, I like to get gagged. What if, what about if uh, if you're gagging somebody else? Does that do something for you too, or is it yeah. just you being? It's me. It's like the sensation and it's the feeling. Like uh, I've actually like I was like hooking up with somebody and I was sucking mm -hmm. them off, and like it was getting pretty like. Hot and intense mm -hmm. and i like finished without even like touching myself or anything but just from like the sensation of like just getting my throat like abused that's and crazy. then that's when i started I was like huh okay like i want to experience and like go down this more another one too like and i've know i know this one too has to just do, do with the preference of like guys that i'm into mm -hmm. it's just like i'm and like i said earlier like, i'm into armpits as well yeah but it's not like i want to like fucking armpit it's more just like i think like, it has caress, to do with like and i think it has like to do with like the masculinity part of yeah. it too is like armpit hair is like a sign of at least I, I think it is i see it as like mass like it's just more of a masculine thing well boy have i got nothing for you <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing too so if i just see like you know like a really nice looking guy and they've got like you know, just like nice chest hair, like armpit hair, like it's. it's you like them it's hairy? Nice. Yes. I don't. It's nice for me. I mean, I don't care if somebody has body hair. I'm like, that's your personal problem. Like, if you want to shave your legs, shave your legs. If you don't want to shave your legs, don't shave your legs. But okay, I should preface this with men. I don't like hairy men. Don't like hairy men. I, I don't like, like hairy, hairy men. men. I, I like don't know why. Beard. I'll get some chest hair. I don't hair. mind a beard. I like. You know what I like? I like that little tuft of chest hair that then trails down into a happy trail. I love a nice little happy trail. Like a nice, nice little happy trail moment. Maybe a little tuft here. But anything. If you're like, if you're looking like uh, Bigfoot, 
No, I, there, I, it's not for me. No, there is a line, and there, yeah. And you know there's why? There's a line that gets crossed, and no, yeah, there's I too like, much. I, I'm very much, uh, when it comes to especially certain people that I sleep with, I like that intimacy, that closeness. I want your body pressed completely up against mine. And if you're hairy, it gets itchy, it gets hotter quicker. It's True. just not a fun experience when I'm wanting that deep intimate skin to skin like chest to chest yeah contact you know no one gets you. but with ladies with the ladies i i really don't care i just like ladies i'm okay <laughs> for sure well what are your personal kings Let's okay well here's the thing do you want to know like oh hold um, on before we get into that because i do just want to specify i only gave two mm-hmm. but also i feel like i don't really like have anything I'm specifically into. I feel like I'm just more down to try everything, and then once you I find these avenues, so I feel like I haven't really found a lot of. What's your yet. number yeah, one? You haven't. You don't have a fetish. Yeah, and this thing too is I. You don't have anything that you absolutely need to get off. Correct. Like I'll get off on like pretty much like anything really, but like I'm still trying to find those specific things that I'm like that I really, really like. get you going. Yes, yeah. and so those are just a two. Of the few things that I have found recently. That I'm still, like, open and optimistic to, like, trying new things. Yeah. So, obviously, for me, that closeness, that skin-to-skin, that intimacy, I... That's so delicious. Um, (laughs) Delicious. Here's the thing. When it comes to feet, I don't like other people's feet. You're into your own feet? Uh, No. uh, You like your feet. I like... Yeah. I like my feet. Grazed, grabbed, like, lick my toes, kiss them, put them in your mouth, suck on my big toe a little bit. Don't ask me to do that to you, though. Unless you are fresh out the shower, and I know that's where you just came from, and you put on your little house slippers or a fresh... You get straight out of the shower. You put on a brand new pair of socks. You get in the bed. the bag. You get in the bed. You take those socks off. I'm willing to maybe give them a little... (laughs) You know? But beyond that, mm -mm. however... My one of my favorite things, and I don't know if it's more of tech. I don't think it's technically a king. I think it's just more of a position preference. Because uh, we talked about me liking it hit from behind. Yes. Here's the thing: me getting it hit from behind, uh, pleasuring myself with a vibrator, and they just just sneaky pop a thumb in your booty hole. In my booty hole, and I'm like. <gasps> Fuck! Yeah! Yep, 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 yep. I will come immediately. So you like the anal play. You were the anal Just play king. a little bit. Like, well, I so don't want a full penis was... or a full dildo in my ass. I'm just like, if you want to, like, if you're hitting it from behind and you want to pop a sneaky little thumb in there. That was kind of one thing I I meant to say earlier, but I just kind of I forgot. would love having my ass eaten. <laughs> but, um... I feel like with these kinks and a lot of them too, it's not like you have to full send to like be a part of it. Like there are yeah. very much like Levels. you can start off very light with like small spanking and like small choking or like yeah, just a little finger in the butthole and like that's still cool. <laughs> like you don't have to like full send all of these to just oh. be like into it. Like if and if you like the like light meat like chill parts, like that's still like being into that kink. You're yeah. still into that. It's just in a smaller scale. Yeah, for so sure. Like, yeah, you're still into anal play. Yeah, I am. Wanna, it's just like, not not the full scale. Yeah, you don't need somebody shoving anal, up a whole thing up your bubble. Listen, I don't know how people like. I get physically how it happens. 
putting a full fist oh, fisting. anywhere. Fisting is really popular. Anywhere is. Oh, I would do the fisting. I would be down. See, I could do that. I would want to like. I'm I'd, curious. I'd, to know what that I'd, feels I'd like. put on. I'd put on. I'd, I will put a whole condom <laughs> all the yeah, way up to my yeah, elbow, yeah, and I will go yeah. as deep in there as you want me to. Don't pull that with me. Don't oh, try. No. You can get maybe like two fingers into my booty hole before I'm like just put your penis in, and if you don't, if you try to put more, and then I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Like maybe a sneaky third in there just to really stretch it out, you know. And you have to make sure you cut those fucking nails. Cut y'all. your nails, people. Don't be trying to go in there with these fucking porns with these women with these lesbians with like the long French tip nail. No, you are going to get an infection. You are going to cut inside of people, which will lead to infection if you don't wash. Keep your nails nice and trimmed. Wash your hands before and after. You will easily get a yeast infection a uti so i saw this tiktok keep it and clean it a really good question on it yeah when you get a cut mm-hmm. the tiktok was like when you get a cut you know they say they keep it clean because you don't want to get infected yeah when you get cut into your butthole yeah. and you poop why doesn't it get infected you literally got poop on your <laughs> cut and it's fine it's, it has something to do with the human body and the membranes, like, inside of the booty hole. So, they still recommend that if you do have anal fissures... Can I poop on a cut and it be okay? Food, yes, I would recommend still maybe uh, douching it out afterwards, cleaning it out afterwards, shooting some water. If you have a bidet, those are really helpful for oh, situations with if you, ha- like, commonly get anal fissures... And stuff, it's a really easy way to keep up there nice and clean out. Don't go putting soap up there. You, no, don't need to put, you don't need to put soap up any orifice of your body or in any orifice of your body. Water is more than plenty. And when it comes to the hoo-ha, don't put anything up there. Your no soaps, no no douching, no no water up there. Your vagina is self-cleaning. It will clean itself out. That's what discharge is, is the self-cleaning. You done heard it here first, y'all. Don't go putting, don't go putting any anywhere that it shouldn't go. First of all, <laughs> that's dangerous. Don't do it. All right, guys. So to <coughs> finish up and wrap up the episode here, we decided we'd kind of give you the more very unique and unique, person specific kinks. These are the ones that are getting really specific. A little bit more. I don't want to call them oddball, but they're, you know, a bit more left field, if you will. We're only going to give a couple because there's kind of a lot. In the terms here. of what is, you know, still in societal norms of kink. So these are the ones that kind of start pushing past those okay. even more. This is one that got me. Spectrophiliacs are riled up by ghosts. Ooh. So here's the thing. I love paranormal anything Mm -hmm. i am very much into the belief of paranormal activity and ghosts and stuff but can you have sex with ghosts some people think they can yeah there are people out there that genuinely truly believe that they have had sex with a ghost how and how do you know what i'm thinking is happening is that they're having A uh, a wet dream and their the way their brain is wiring or what their dream is about because sometimes you know those dreams that feel really real mm-hmm. and you wake up and then you're like whoa and then like i have memories that i don't know if it was real or a dream i have those too 
Yeah, and so that's kind of what happens is, is psychologically in the brain somewhere, some uh, wires are getting misfired or things are, are, are crossing in different ways. And so uh, your brain will interpret a dream as reality. So I think what that might be is a lot of those people that claim to have had sex with ghosts, I don't think they're actually having sex with ghosts. I think they're having wet dreams, and their brains are thinking that. Uh, But, I mean, I I guess there are other people that, you know, those more cartoonized... See, and that's what I was like, assume is that, like, then this would just kind of Like, the bed sheet, ooh. (laughs) Could you imagine asking, being like, baby, I want to role play. I want you to be a ghost. Throw the sheet on your hand, (laughs) ooh. I want him to sit there and masturbate. But I need to I need to tell you what <laughs> what this catch line says because it's so funny. So it's you know, you're turned on by the idea or thought of ghosts. And it says needless to say, Bustin makes them feel good. <laughs> Come on, Ghostbusters. <laughs> More like ghost busting or not, am I right? <laughs> See and that I also just kind of think too, like this has to go with the like idea like more so I'm assuming like fan fictions and like yeah written like like stories and shit you know what i blame the movie ghost that scene where she's making the pottery and he's behind her and he's dead he's a ghost and he's behind her and they're like oh like you can see my hands they're like you know uh, 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 on that pottery thing and he's a ghost and she's really into it she's just getting off she's like it. she's like and he's like, here, and he's like, I, I blame the movie Ghosts for people being attracted to ghosts. <laughs> because it was Patrick Swayze, so, like, I, I really get it. I understand. <laughs> Here's this one. Ab, abasuli, abasophiliacs are into leg brace and other orthopedic appliances. Yeah. So, like, a knee brace, an arm sling, a cr- crutches. These people probably love the first half of Forrest Gump and then shut it off once he started running. Most, Most of, of us, us do, do, actually. <laughs> I've never fully sat through Forrest Gump once. So is that like you were into like people in a wheelchair? Uh, it can be. That's back into those fetish uh, fetishes that start to get... Handicap fetish? Tiptoe an, an interesting, strange line. Because it's like, uh, as especially as a plus-size person, there are people that prefer they have a preference towards plus size bodies but it's not a you know a make or break for them they just find themselves being more attracted to people with those bodies however if you start to get into those things of like the the overeating and stuff like when you're purposefully force basically force feeding your partner to make them even fatter that's when it becomes a little oh the um like they're called like feeders or something yeah. like that. Or like they and like, like it's go usually to like a really skinny it's usually a really skinny lanky man and a really big woman. And they just really yeah, all they think And is all they she does like, is eat. Mm-hmm. That's and he'll all just she keep does. Making her food, get and whatever. I mean, like I said, if you find yourself being more turned on by more plus size curvaceous bodies, I get it. As a plus size person, I will look at other plus size people and be like, Oh shit, yeah. I get it. There's the curvatures, the you know there's more to grab there's more to hang on to but once you start tiptoeing into those other lines where it can get physically dangerous that's where it becomes a problem and that's where tiptoeing that line of uh because there is a difference between uh preference and a fetish when it comes to actual 
people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to be kind of careful. And if you find yourself only being attracted to those people, you can't really help that. You know? No. I... You can't really help if you find yourself only attracted to a like, certain type of person or people with certain characteristics. But it still does get to a point where you have to be very, very careful because it could be fetishizing them in a very icky way. Those things are, it is a very fine line. So fine. As, yes. It, it, it really, it gets, some of those lines get extremely blurred. Because it's like, if you only find yourself, say, attracted to black people, are you fetishizing black people? I I don't think so, unless you're actively like, I will only date black people because they're, you know, this and that. Yeah. Like, if you, well, if you only... I feel like if you only focus in, like hyper-focus into those people, and you won't even uh, like entertain the idea of somebody outside of that, well, that's then, when I start to get a little... Yeah, that's when you're mm. off. You're, yeah, you're being very... Yeah, because like, it's like... That's when it starts to just become like, discriminatory. Yeah, and, and then, like, yeah, if you, you have a like, preference a whole... for bigger ladies, that's your preference and that's what you're into. But if you would sit there and say, I would never date a skinny person that's gross... Yeah, there's something weird. I don't like that. Cleno, clenophilia means you have a thing for turtles. <sighs> that also goes into the that feeds into um, furries and scalies and. That's just weird. Like, <coughs> what what does a turtle have? And also, too, doesn't that just then? Fall have you ever it? have you have you watched the Ninja Turtles? Super. I had a crush on Michelangelo as a kid. I mean, that's a different. <clears throat> that's like getting into cartoons, which I have a thing for cartoons is normal. Like, I was obsessed with American Dragon, Jake Long. I think we all were. Oh, he could get it. I think we all were. Scar from Lion King. Oh boy. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, this one is interesting to me, and also starts to tiptoe into some questionable territory. Which is uh, mysophilia, which is rotting flesh, zombies, and decaying, and that you have to be very careful because that can start tiptoeing into necrophilia, which is having sexual relations with a dead person, which, first of all, is extremely illegal. Well, it's like it's cool. That's actually like you can catch so many diseases, disease parasites. That are that will eat you from the inside out. Little like maggots and stuff start to like form inside it's people's bodies. Not mm, listen. If if you would like your partner to dress up, role play as a zombie, get your rocks off that way. Fine. When it comes to these things, please don't do anything too illegal. Uh, like I said, uh, exhibitionism, sex in public is illegal. Yes. But there are ways to kind of, you know, still do that more safely but if it is icky like that and very illegal that's why uh having conversations with your partners beforehand to go over what it is that you like what you don't like your hard no's your hard yeses what you need to get off and consent is so so important especially when you get into those kinks that are stuff like versions of c and c which is consensual non-consent which is where you give prior consent and uh, that 
you know, prior consent is given. So, like, a form of CNC would be, like, waking somebody up with sex, right? So, before you go to bed, you'd have a very serious, in-depth conversation about what you are okay with them doing to you while you are asleep, how long they are allowed to do it to you. Because uh, the whole point is, like, you know, you put your hand down their pants and you use that to wake them up, mm-hmm. right? But you have to have a very serious conversation about, okay, how long do you want me in there to try to wake you up before having to just stop? Right. Because then it gets into questionable territories. Like, I had an ex of mine one time who wanted me to wake him up with a blowjob. And so I said, okay, how long do you want me to try to be waking you up with that for until I feel like I, until it needs to stop? He gave me a timeline of five minutes. I set a timer on my phone for five minutes. Once that timer went off, if he was not awake, he was not awake yet, I stopped immediately and I backed up and I said, nope, 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 this can continue when he is fully awake. And so that's kind of just a really big thing here. I feel like a good way to kind of wrap the show up too is just making sure that you are setting your boundaries, make sure you as well as very much vocalize like what you want and what you need and make sure that... You're not ashamed of doing that because as we kind of talked about and shared uh, like what we're into, like everyone's into such different things and making sure that you find those people that you're comfortable enough to open up with and Mm -hmm. explore and let them in and make sure it's safely with consent and rules and guidelines. Like it really does change how you see sex, how you have your experience, how pleasurable it is like all those things change so it's very much a big deal to make sure that we're being just open and also just having a talk about it because i mean even we i guess some people like in certain communities could be mad at us because we were like oh that's fucking weird like that's weird like it's weird to us personally but you know if that's your thing that's your thing and overall just safety and consent is the most important thing here so i will always tell people that they should not only have a verbal safe word but a non-verbal safe word in case you are being like you know ball gagged yes and you can't speak and you can't verbally say your safe word so what i've done is i've set a verbal safe word and your verbal safe word should always be a word that should not typically come up during sexual play it usually has to do with certain fruits or various weird random objects a state like, pineapple is a very popular, mm-hmm. peanut butter is a very popular, uh, Delaware, like, you know, just yeah. a random word that it wouldn't typically be announced or yelled during sex, and then having a non-verbal safe word on top of that, so, like, for me, my verbal safe word is pineapple, because it's very basic, <laughs> it's very standard, I'm never going to say pineapple in any setting in sex, no, unless it's my safe word, and then my non-verbal safe word is a nice, hefty, double tap. So if they are on top of me, right, and I feel like I just can't at that moment get my words out, but I need them to slow down, I'll give a nice, and that'll let them know, okay, she needs a moment, let's, we'll stop, we'll, we'll check in. Checking in during play and scenes and stuff is very important. Asking your partner from time to time how they're doing, and this can be done in ways that's not so, are you good, is this still okay? It can be done with how, how are you feeling, baby girl? Yeah. Do you like how my dick feels inside of you? Do you like how my fingers feel inside of you? Do you like how my tongue feels on you? Like, there are sexy ways to add, to check in with your partner, make sure they're still okay, and if you even yes. feel that their vibes change slightly, you stop what you're doing, and you say, 
uh, is something off? Is something wrong? Is there something different I need to do? Do we need to stop? Do we need to... Some people like to use a stop light um, method, which is green means go, yellow means maybe let's slow down, orange means I need a brief break, and red is we're stopping, the scene has ended. We go immediately into aftercare, which is just as important as the rest of play aftercare because uh, some people really need to be comforted and taken care of after and especially if it's a really intense like BDSM session you know checking in getting them water maybe getting them a snack helping them clean men here okay listen this is a message for straight men specifically because they're they do this all the time and I'm, I'm pretty sure gay men do this too don't just throw a towel to your partner and say here you go clean up that's not sexy. That's not fun. No, no, it's not. That play is going to continue into aftercare. So it's really nice to, you know, take the towel, maybe clean yourself up first a little, help them out or help them out, and then hand them the towel. They can help you out. You know, just, just little things to make sure that your partner knows that they are loved and appreciated and that what you just did, especially if it's very degrading or physically demanding, is was just in that moment for sexual pleasure and now it is over and you are back and present with them in their feelings and emotions to make sure that they are a-okay because there's nothing worse than fucking them tossing a towel at you and then not even asking how you feel yeah because that makes you feel used and like garbage and if that's something you're into and you don't require aftercare like you're fine without it then you're fine without it all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of But, but Sex. Uh, we will see you guys next week on Sunday. Around the same time, I would, I would think. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share our video with everybody. Send it everywhere. Click that notification bell so you can be notified every time we go live or post a new video. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you guys so much. We will see y'all. I'll see you tomorrow for That's Whack. Oh, yeah, That's Whack with Bye.